Hey everyone, today we're going to talk about consistency and we have a lot of thoughts about it. So Randall, why don't you take it away? Yeah. So we had a lot of people ask on Twitter if we could do a topic like this, because I think we're kind of both known for being people that are really into consistency and not waiting for, you know, motivation to strike. For me, that's kind of how I taught myself how to code for the first, you know, eight or nine months and then eventually went to a boot, a boot camp as well. Yeah, for me, for me, it was no zero days where it's this idea that uh, you, you have to be consistent and and, and every day you're not consistent is is a zero day. And your only goal every single day is to not have it not be a zero day. That kind of, yeah, that leads into something I think that I'm really passionate about, the Jerry Seinfeld story of how, you know, he wasn't a good comedian when he started. I'm sure he's far funnier than most people. But he wasn't, a, you know, he wasn't a great comedian. And every day he would just go and he would put a big red X on his calendar for, you know, the time that he spent writing a new joke. And he kind of just you know, forced himself into being consistent, which is kind of how I've done everything in life that, you know, I've considered an achievement, like writing the book, just going and sitting down and doing that every day. And I know you did the same thing, Swix, when you were writing your book, <laughs> just, you know, keep it consistent. You have a pretty good system you used, right? Yeah. So essentially, like, I think I spent the first two days writing a table of contents and it was about 50 chapters that I planned. I eventually cut it down to 40 and <laughs> I wanted to cut so it down ambitious. Some more, I couldn't. <laughs> I know. Uh, and it was all black uh, because those are those are just in markdown. And uh, my goal every day was to convert one of them, one of those links to to a blue link. So black to blue, black to blue. And, and, and then the blue links would be linking to a finished essay. That was the only goal that I pursued. And I didn't know how long it would take me because some, some essays would take a lot longer than others. But I just knew that if I did that every day, there'll be a day in which I finished. So I just pursued that. And I think you can overthink too much. Uh, and, and not get something done, it's much better to keep it something simple. I've noticed that a lot that I'll sit there and I'll think to myself like, oh, it's going to be so difficult to do. I don't want to do that. And I'll start demotivating myself. And I think that leads great into a book that I really wanted to bring up, which was The Motivation Myth by Jeff Hayden. And it was something that I read a few years ago and it just like changed my life and how I look at motivation because I was sitting around, I was sitting and waiting for motivation to strike. And <laughs> it's terrible because it would rarely happen. If you're sitting and waiting for that, you're not really, you know, you're not taking action. So then nothing happens. You don't feel successful. And that whole cycle repeats. So something that he says in the book is starting provides the motivation to finish. Really nothing is as hard as we imagine. Like I'll sit there every day and I'll be like, oh, it's going to be so difficult to do that. I'm not going to sure how I'm going to even start the task. It's going to take so long. And he says, once you get started and you start doing something, the process is going to get easier. And if you break a sweat and you'll feel motivated. I treat motivation as an excuse sometimes. Like if, if I believe that I need motivation in order to do something. Me too. I, I, if, if, you know, if I know that I wanted to write that day and I didn't write, if I, if I believed in this motivation thing, and I just say, oh, I, I wasn't motivated that day. I don't think that's how it works because if I, once I sit down and I actually write, <laughs> then, then the motivation comes to me because I always have something to say. Yes. I always have this list of a backlog of, of ideas. It's just that when I'm not sitting down and I say like, oh, I just, I, I don't feel, I don't feel it today. Then I give myself the permission to not write. And that day it becomes a zero. Like that's, that's a day I don't produce it for sure. Like the two, the two of us struggle with that constantly. Like we're, we're, we're not perfect at it, uh, which is why it's so important to us that we keep trying to do this. Yeah. Something I've read a lot about in various books are like starter habits. And basically anytime you want to achieve something new, whether it's writing a book or running every day, you just create a starter habit for that, which is just like a tiny thing that gets you started. Like for instance, you have to put on your running shoes every day that you want to go running and you just have to do that. And then that's a success if you did that. Because, you know, if you 
go to that all that trouble of putting on your shoes and getting ready for a run, you're probably going to go for a run at that point. And if you're, you want to write a book, your starter habit is opening your Google Doc and writing one paragraph. And as soon as I do that, I feel really motivated. And I'm like, oh, great. Okay, I can keep going. It's not that hard. So then it's a day that I feel successful, which makes me more productive and motivated. Yeah, I kind of call it the keystone habit. I think there there's a book by that title as well. It is that that one unit of activity that flips your day from okay, today's today's a zero day and I'm just gonna binge Netflix <laughs> to like okay, I did something productive today. Let's keep it going. And and uh, I I think I think for me it's blogging. Like really, like I I feel more energized after I, I like write something down. And I feel less energized if I spend three hours on YouTube or Twitter. Um, so I, I need to do less of that. Uh, it, it's definitely something that I, I'm trying to discipline myself as well. Me too. It's difficult. We should talk about what makes you have a productive day. Like, what do you do to make sure you have that productive day? I actually like to start the day hungry, like skip mm. breakfast. Like, I think I think food makes you lazy. It definitely makes me <laughs> sleepy, right? Like, food food coma is a thing. That is true. Um, so if you like write with hunger, or like you do you code with hunger. You know, you know it's, it's like this contract of yourself to be unhappy until you do the thing and then you can go reward yourself. You are so disciplined. My first business of action every day is like I get my orange juice and I eat a bagel or a muffin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I have other issues, but uh, yeah, no, I, I really I really like this idea that your phys- your physical and your mental states definitely affect each other. Even like, you know, working on the first thing in the morning, those actually set your mind towards like, OK, today is a productive day. I guess I, I lean towards like the non-mental things to prepare the men, the mind for smart day. kind of forcing yourself into that. I like it. Why well, do you eat breakfast before this? So does that count? <laughs> I'm hungry. Yeah, for we're more hungry podcast. now. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I think for me, one of the things that makes me have a productive day is I read this book, um, The One Thing, and you kind of plan out the start of your day, your one thing that'll make you feel like you had a productive day. And then it kind of leads into the, then what's the next thing that makes you have a more productive day? And it's a great book. I highly recommend everyone read it. But for me, I make out this daily list. One thing that I can do that will make me feel at the end of the day, like I had a very productive day. And usually it comes to like three things that will make me feel like the day was a success. And I've noticed that the days that I complete those three things, I feel more motivated and successful, which helps me have a more productive next day. But if I start breaking that chain, which is something we've both discussed before from Jerry Seinfeld, you know, the check mark. If I break the chain, it's like the next day isn't motivated. And then I'm on Netflix and Twitter and it just, it's a domino effect. The other things that, that kind of help as well is kind of accountability. It's a very lonely journey if you try to be consistent by yourself. And I think it's better if you share it with others and, and share that consistency with others because then they come to cheer you on, but then they also come to expect it from you. For people who oblige others, like I'm, a, I'm an obliger by the by the Gretchen Rubin Four Tendencies <laughs> personality <laughs> thing. Uh, most people are actually like you, you'll, you'll, if someone expects something of you, you try not to let them down. And I definitely try to, try to do that. Uh, I don't succeed all the time. But uh but yeah, so something I, I like, for example, Sam, Sam Selikoff, who's who's a, a big figure in Ember, and uh, he's recently started crossing over to, to React. He posts his work journal every week. It's just as simple, like what he did huh. that week and, and things he learned that week. And it's it's very much like a retroactive thing. So it's not a daily thing. For, so for, for you, you know, we were just talking about things we do at the start of the day to make a productive day. But for him, it's like a it, he wraps up his week like that. I find this very consistent among people who do startups, like a lot of people describe the benefit of Y Combinator as every week uh, they get together for Tuesday dinners and they have to report progress that week. So they, they want to have something to report. So they work harder because there's going to be a, a panel of their peers 
expecting a report from them. And if they say that we got nothing done this week, that's just going to be embarrassing. And that just motivates you to do more. And I think that that's a nice consistency thing as well. Like don't make the work of consistency be just accountable to yourself, like be accountable to others. Just, just make a public commitment. Even if no one's actually paying attention or actually cares, like at least you made that commitment and now you, now you have to hold up to it. That's a smart way. Yeah. I think finding an accountability buddy is big. Like me and you with this podcast, like we were filming this every Saturday morning and I'm getting yep. out of bed Saturday morning. And it's also, <laughs> you know, odd hours for you as well. And it's our weekend, but we're still staying consistent with each other. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, the best time to do this was 10 years ago. Uh, second best time is now. So uh, <laughs> we, we, we're definitely figuring this out as we go along, but uh, we're, we're getting better. I think one, one of the other, other ideas that I want to offer as well is James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits. You know, he, he did an interview recently where he was like, one of, the, one of the regrets that I didn't stress enough in the book was that the, the power of community, like the, if you want consistency, be with consistent people. Like if you want to mow your lawn a lot, uh, be in a neighborhood where everyone mows their lawn and you're, you're, you're magically just going to mow your lawn. Like we are social animals, so. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely found that to be true. <laughs> My takeaway for this episode should be everyone should go read The Motivation Myth. I think it's an amazing book and it changed my life and it could potentially change yours. Have we given people the motivation to read the motivation? <laughs> <laughs> I love maybe it. it's a book club. Maybe, maybe it's a book club, right? Like that, that's, your, <laughs> that's your accountability uh, for this week. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, everybody.